Ramble. Hey, Tripod listeners, it's your podcast gremlin giving you a little heads up. In today's episode, there are some audio errors, some echoey moments, some weird distorted sounds. It's all something that we figured out what was causing the problem. So for next episode, it should be all good. But until then, please enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the Tripod. It's another exciting week. You got your buddy, Zach. Best friend day. Just me and Keith and, and Miles. Hey, you're here too. And Miles, you don't have all of us. It's Eugene's birthday week, so he's taking it off to relax and uh, focus on some other projects. And then we're going to have Ned back next week. So pretty soon you're going to have all your tripod boys and boys here together in one place. We got an exciting podcast for you today. Of course, we have to address the coup today. <laughs> <laughs> Go off, Queen. Of yeah, course. what a fucking week, guys. We're, we're going to talk. We, we'd be remiss to not talk about it. We'll try and keep it fast moving because we know you've been through it. We've been through it, too. It's been hard to think about anything else this week. But we'll lift up your spirits with the results of the contest of drawing miles as a centaur tub. Uh, which is something I I said in a whimsical stroke last week and we actually got some real submissions so we're going to review those so just a a note if you're listening on audio you may also want to watch this video on YouTube uh, because you're going to have some visuals halfway through but most of it's going to be probably audio friendly I assume I'm very excited for those results I I have intentionally avoided looking at them so this will be you know a surprise for me as well and then what else we got? Uh, you know, it's just the two of us. I think it's time to, to really prove once and for all the extent to which we are the best buds. So we're going to do a little yeah. little BFF test. You got all that and more to look forward to on another scintillating episode of The Tripod. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Beef. You ready? Here we go. We're in now, baby. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. Uh, Are you? I don't know. You know, I, I don't feel bad. Uh, last week was bad. This week's not good, but there's no like specifically bad thing other than the leftover bad. Yeah. La- last week was the longest year of my life. Uh, it was quite a time. We We're kind of recording this right in the middle where like, the last episode came out and then uh, everything changed and now it feels just like it's been a couple too many days where you don't really want to hear us talk about it but you know what we're talking about what a time to to be living through coups and pandemics and it's just i'm exhausted and you know it's it's a new year even though everything's crazy it, it is it is a new year <laughs> things are i different. got a little bone to pick boner alert got a little boner, boner alert beef boner uh-oh. It's, it's a ba- it's a baby bone. Okay. It's more just uh, baby boner uh, commentary. I don't know. That sounds worse. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Boner baby sounds better. Boner baby. Wow. wow. That's a good button. How many more buttons you got, Miles? I can do all sorts of stuff. I can make myself sound like a robot. I can make myself sound like I'm coming out of a voicemail. Uh Doc. Uh, I like that. Please give me a call back. <laughs> That's fun. Do you have auto tune on there? I have something called hard tune. Let's see if this works. Well, yeah, I can do that, and I can kind of go. I can be like singing so good. No. Yeah, not. It's not. No. You know. So, well, I've tried. Maybe reverb. I did acapella in high school. Did you? <clears throat> yeah, Quaker no oats. Well, oh, my baby school. boner. Talk about that. <laughs> Wait, what, hold on. Were you a, a baritone or were you like one of the boomba, boomba, eh, boomba, boomba, wah, wah? I think I was a misappropriated tenor. I like uh, was not a tenor, but they were like, <laughs> you're a tenor. Yeah. <laughs> 
They always tell young men, like, oh, you're a tenor. Like, no, I'm not, though. Just because I'm, like, 16 doesn't mean I actually have a high voice. I had that same thing that I dealt with when I was in church choir. All the old old men are like, well, you can sing tenor. I'm like, no. no. Have you met my father? Have you met me? We're, we're, we're singing bass or baritone at best. But your voice cracks into tenor, and that's the good stuff if yeah, we can I... just channel that. <laughs> All right, Zach, baby boner. What? No, I want to know more about acapella. What what was the song that you sang? Uh, we sang. Uh, so it was there's drama. So we were <laughs> we were in um, an acapella group called. I went to a Quaker high school. It was called the Quaker Notes. So Quaker Notes. <laughs> notes. Quaker Notes. Quaker and, Notes. Uh, then at one point they wanted us to sing. They wanted everybody. <clears throat> we were singing all these sort of like frilly frou frou songs, and then a bunch of the people a bunch of the boys were like we don't want to, we want to sing 500 miles by the proclaimers and then oh yeah real hard yeah they were super hard and the teacher was like no we're gonna sing lollipop lollipop and we were like no and so then we did a different song for the talent show and then she was like we want you back we want you back into quicker notes and we were octopella and we sang 500 miles by the proclaimers this is literally almost exactly the plot of pitch perfect i don't <laughs> actually know if that's true but it feels like it's... you weren't good enough for the right acapella group so you went off and you made your own and you showed them you showed them miles i'm proud of you you're my baby boy you know that i'm proud of you but i do have a baby boner to pick with you miles boner uh, no, it's just about these mics. Miles was like, well, you know, if you guys are like by the office, go pick them up. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not leaving my house literally ever for the next two months. I'm not going anywhere. When am I going to just be in the neighborhood during a pandemic? That's a great point. And I would run it to you, but I did run equipment to you last week right before the podcast. And I felt, yeah. well, maybe we wait, but we're so, on. So <laughs> I, I. Here's what's so funny, Zach, is that I went. I had to go to the office just to pick up a package. Uh-huh. And while I was there, Eugene was also coming. But I met Eugene. I just intercepted him. So I delivered Ned, Eugene, and myself the mics. Because <laughs> I was like, well, I'm by Ned's house. I'll just take it over. And then I was awesome. like, oh, Eugene's not far. He was doing something. Like, I'll just meet you and I'll give you the mic. <laughs> should have given so, it to Eugene and I could have gone. Ah, I should have thought to send yours to Eugene, but I didn't. This is this is the, how the sausage is made. I know you guys don't really want that, but sometimes you want it a little bit. You want a little peaky peak of that mm-hmm. sausage. I love sausage. Uh, I don't know. You, you, you want to you talk about first? You want to talk about being best friends? You want to go coup time? <laughs> maybe, maybe best friends will be our chaser. Yeah, that's a good chaser because the world's kind of burning down and maybe we should mention that. <laughs> Where do we begin? Miles, your, your camera froze for me just for a bit, but it was with such an optimistic face. It was really beautiful. It was like I consider myself an optimist for sure. <laughs> I try yeah, to yeah. keep it keep it positive, keep it light, keep it light. You know, <clears throat> but you know what's not light? Attempted government overthrows, uh, and I, you know, I think there's so much to it. Obviously, there's so many things that went wrong in terms of how anyone should have responded to what happened. Just the fact that you didn't arrest people on site is one thing. The fact that you didn't have a good police presence is another. The fact that the National Guard was being held back by the Pentagon. So many, so many things. Uh, but the excuse that so many people who have been arrested after the fact have of saying they're caught up in the moment uh, <laughs> is just simply the the weakest lie. And uh, there was a good tweet. I don't remember who tweeted it, but someone wrote, it's like, uh, imagine making a reservation, booking airplane tickets, bringing or dropping by a Home Depot to buy enough wood to set up a gallows on the Capitol steps, heading there and like looking up the underground tunnels for escape routes and then saying, I was caught up in the moment. <laughs> and buying a commemorative shirt ahead of time that right, said yeah. like Civil War 2021. Yeah. Look, we'd be remiss to not talk about this. I know that your whole week has been uh, consumed by this. It's really flustering and frustrating to know where to even begin because this has been this slow-moving train wreck for the last four, but really like the last 20 years of GOP lies of harboring hate and resentment, uh, you know, the rise of fascism. There there was another great tweet where it was like, boy, that escalated steadily for four years. Uh, You know, this is not a sudden overnight thing. 
it is just all too predictable and really depressing. And and now there are these calls for unity and like, guys, let's move on. Let's re- let's heal the country. No, it's a time for consequences. Okay, you need to hold people accountable because I, like we. I feel like I'm taking fucking crazy pills. Like, people are trying to move on and be like, ah, well, that was a crazy thing that happened, but let's move on. No, we were minutes away from watching our elected leaders assassinated or assaulted or whatnot. I don't know what could happen. Thank God it did not go worse. But this is dark shit. This is deeply dark, depressing, fucked up. We should be on full alert. Read about the rise of fascism historically. Fuck, man. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting when you hear like news of like, oh, in, you know, whatever, Turkey, there were like people that stormed the Capitol building and like sort of pushed uh, elected officials down into a basement. And you're like, that sounds pretty bad. And that happened here. And I feel Mm -hmm. like it really... It didn't hit as hard until I heard somebody on TikTok talking like they're like from another country. And they're like, yeah, it seems like it's pretty bad there. It seems like you're kind of going through something. <laughs> I, I, it, Chris Hayes yeah. has a tremendous uh, reconstruction of that night so or of that day, rather. I, I highly recommend you check it out. But like there was a dude there with zip ties there, you know, with the intention to uh, take hostages. They built a gallows, as Keith said there, you know, there were. Sure, I'm sure that there were some people who were caught up in the moment, but there were many people who went there with an intention, and thank God they are too stupid uh, and without a clear enough ideology to actually have a fucking plan. But yeah. this is the warning, right? That we only, you only get one of these. That's the warning. Yeah. So fucking, fucking fuck. Fucking fuck. It's just crazy. <laughs> I'm just fired up, man. <laughs> it's crazy. And it's, uh, I, I, you know, the, the, there's all, you know, we, we are, the FBI has, you know, posted things about how white supremacists are in the police force in like almost every level across the country. But like, of course they are. The fucking police is invented is like how to get slaves back when they escape. Like, of course, it's like, not like it's been infiltrated recently. It's just that, that is the state of the police. It is basically not really about keeping peace. It's about, uh, flexing power and that's that's all it is and it's frustrating and and awful and and it was just like i'll you, we, we're just saying things you already know but the same people who are like blue lives matter were you know bashing a policeman with a confederate flag so like i you know there's not there's a pretty tough <laughs> tough to believe both sides of that same rhetoric you know what there's gonna be a fun episode we're gonna we're gonna give you some fun we're gonna give you relief, but 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 can I get the melodic out again? People get like it out. Get it out. People like what? <laughs> a, a, a weird thing. I don't know if anyone else out there has had this experience, but we actually know someone who was there at the coup. And I, I have been fi- trying to figure out how to, where to, when to tell this story. Uh, but there is an alt-right figure. His name is Baked Alaska. Uh, uh, I don't want to even give him that much attention because because fuck him but some of you may know him right in the very early trump days he was a a a big figure you know with Milo milo yanalopoulos whatever the fuck his name is screw that guy uh but trump twitter seems to churn out their own and i kind of thought he had disappeared but before he was a crazy alt-right figure he was someone that worked briefly with us at buzzfeed and i don't know if you know this miles like he he worked on uh, the social team. He came in. He, uh, his desk was across from mine. Like, our monitors touched. And I remember when he started, and he was just this lonely, uh, uh, eager-to-please guy. And I remember him being a real sweetie. Do, do, I'm curious, Keith. I don't know if I was closest with him at that time. I might have been. Did you have a relationship with him at all? I mean, I'm friendly with everybody, you know, I, I, I'm just like an all around, I'm happy to be friends with you if you want to be friends with me. But I, so I knew him and I've certainly went to lunches with you and him and others, uh, or like sat outside and, and whatever, you know, it was a very high school dynamic at times at Buzzfeed because you had communal lunches, then you went outside and you like tried to sit at a table and there was a table table that was already too packed and it was like, oh, well, Zach's already sitting at the cool table. I guess I'll sit over here. I'll sit over here at this table. It's not, I not was at cool, the cool table? You sat at the, the cool, cool table. table. Yeah, because, well, you were so like, uh, this is just BuzzFeed show, but you were close with like um, Ella and Ashley Perez and all those people. And those people were like, at that time, 
the because they had BuzzFeed wow. Violet, they were like the stars cool. of BuzzFeed, right? Like uh and Andrew Nicky and like they're that that first class of BuzzFeeders who also were on the Bi- Violet channel, which was the only one that was specifically like I'm playing myself and I will become famous from it. <laughs> uh it was <laughs> so sort of you, the objective you were like of that the, channel. The stoner burnout, like what was your cafeteria dynamic we'll get back to the coup in a second but i was with the you know i was with the people who wanted to make documentaries but i also had like cool nerds like i had like uh ryan bergara and shane and uh hillary and abe like we were like our our little department often ate together too because we were working on the same thing so you go at the same time i was at the cool table well and yeah i mean when i got started there you guys definitely were prom king and queen i mean everybody (laughs) wanted to sit at your table the the try guys elevated us to have our own cool table which was helpful but i still like uh, i went to the freshman table no you did i always wanted to meet the freshmen and hang out with them you definitely did so so anyway back to the coup thanks alaska (laughs) um Look, I look. I love getting lunch with people, and and I would always ask around who wants to go. He was always down, always down. So he became a sweet green buddy for a little bit, and I had no zero indication of of who he was and what he would become. And I frankly, I don't know even know how much was there. I remember he was a a, a real Bernie supporter at that time. Not to draw a line between one group support into becoming a Trump supporter. I don't think that exists. Um, but then. He was let go somewhat suddenly and stories came out to talk about like how eager he was to please. And I really it's weird for me because I had this dichotomy. I remember him then and I know him now. And back then he seemed like such a nice guy. He uh, was really invested in us and, and trying to encourage us to explore new social platforms. I remember he got a bunch of us verified on Twitter and was like, dude, you got to start trying Snapchat for X, Y, Z. Like he really was invested in, in us trying to explore, and he pushed us to try new uh, uh, channels. Um, I remember one time he, like, I complimented his pants and he's like, oh, I know the, the guy who owns the brand. I can get you some. It was that kind of person who just really wanted to be your friend, right? Um, so then he was let go. Do, do you remember this part, Keith? No, I mean, there were lots of times where people were let go for uh, unjustifiable reasons or justifiable reasons. It was hard. His was justifiable. So he it came out afterwards that while he was very nice to me and uh, perhaps my other white male colleagues to the female colleagues, he was a a touch demeaning. And I should say allegedly Mm. to all of this because my memory is fuzzy and I want to be fair to how uh, laws work. (laughs) But then it was also, we had had van drivers, many of whom uh, uh, were people of color and he was apparently very rude to them uh, and like almost like verbally abrasive. And so it was just this, this moment where this person that you thought you knew, it totally shifted, right? Uh, and then all of a sudden I, I see him become this alt-right figure. And it's been really hard for me to, to make sense of that, to justify it. And now we fast forward four years later and I see this siege on the Capitol and there he is. There he is again, live streaming. I mean, if you saw the video of, of a of a terrorist taking a selfie with a cop. That was his live stream. He was in Nancy Pelosi's office. Uh, It later came out that he tested positive for COVID and was on the Capitol without a mask. And I don't know why everyone becomes a Trump supporter. I think that a lot of them are deeply damaged people. I think a lot of them are wildly racist. I think a lot of them are prone to conspiracy theories in ways that we don't fully comprehend, uh, like what the human brain is susceptible to. But in his case, I see someone who had no community, who was desperate, desperate Mm -hmm. for approval and found it in the absolute worst of places. I do not think that this in any way should or does uh, exonerate him. In fact, I think it, you know, he deserves to go to prison at this point, and I yeah. hope he serves time. But it is so sad to me to see someone become that. And, and I still, I mean, I don't know if what I'm saying even uh, has any insight whatsoever. I, I'm trying to reconcile it, and I don't. No, I mean, I, I think there's a, a real truth to 
people who feel like they don't have a community being sucked into conspiracy theorists, uh, conspiracy theories or other things that are like just simply not true. There's uh, a lot of great things about Flat Earth because Flat Earth somehow has had this wild resurgence since like 2007. It started picking up speed and now it's like a full thing where people fully again think that the Earth is flat. And there are so, so many reasons why it's obviously not. Uh, but one of the Netflix documentaries, I think it's just called Flat Earth, talks about how specifically they believe that uh, it really is about the community. It's not even I mean, people buy into it and they agree with it. But when they went to a convention, it was clear that these people hadn't had something that they believed in where they went somewhere and someone else said, I believe in that, too. And those other people are wrong. So it gives them this false sense of like righteousness and they can say like no that guy agrees with me and that person agrees with me and this person posted it online so i must be right because there's other people who agree with me even though you have to stand in the face of so much science so much it takes so much even like just the whole thing where they believe that the earth is like or the sun is going around in a circle and getting further away and coming back well if that was true the sun would get smaller Right, that, that's it. If that, that's how you stumped work. me. I can't. I can't. I can't argue with Keith. I want the to. Sun I want would to. not go over a hill. It would go away and disappear. One more quick thing here is that I I am saying that he was a nice guy back then, not because he was, but because of my shock. Uh, and just to be right. clear, who this man is, like. If you Google him, this is what comes up. He is an anti-Semitic, conspiracy theorist, American neo-Nazi, advocate of the alt-right and white supremacist ideology, promotion of anti-Jewish conspiracy theories such as white genocide and that Jews control the media. But prior to that, he marched in support of Black Lives Matter. I don't understand how someone tumbles so deeply down this rabbit hole. Um, I was also thinking a lot about uh, Timothy Snyder, who had an incredible piece in the New York Times uh, he, he writes a lot about, he has a book called On Tyranny that actually my grandmother, uh, four, three, four years ago, went to the Capitol to hand out, to try and warn uh, members of Congress about the rise of tyranny. But, but he talks a lot about lies and the power of lies, and especially the big lie. You may have seen a lot about this yeah. this week, how, how now <laughs> we have the stolen election. That is the big lie. And the, the, the danger here is that lies are not just about now. They reverberate into the future. And so when Hitler rose to power, it was on the lie, the big lie, that Jews sold out Germany during World War I. That, was, that lie was 15 years old when he took power. And so when you think mm -hmm. about how what we grew up through of, oh, Mexicans are coming through down here and they're stealing our jobs and they're wrecking the economy and, and uh, Muslims are doing this and that, and, and then now, this lie of the stolen election, these are things that we are going to have to reconcile for years, decades to come. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, whew, that's, yeah, that's basically weighing heavy on my heart. Leaders doing incomparable damage to the fabric of our society because we just know that there's going to be some amount, whether it's... 10,000 or whether it's uh, 75 million people who are going to think at the next election that this previous one wasn't real and that they should challenge the the voting uh, methods and they should challenge like all these things have been that have been proven false time and time again like in so many ways by so many people they did recounts they did the other thing like it it, it happened we just voted by mail that's it mail came the day of and then the next day too because it's mail i don't know if you've ever expected a package from amazon <laughs> and it says it's arriving today and you wait all day and it doesn't show up and then it shows up the next day sometimes mail it takes a minute especially when you literally watch in the summer them gut the postal service that all of these things were done specifically to create this so and it so is like transparently you said, it was it so transparent like, it, it, it's not just the last four years. It's not just the last week. It's also just this last year. Like, as they headed into an election, they wanted to sow as much distrust as possible just to make sure that if they lost, which they did, that they could have many, many reasons to point to why. Not that it was just they lost. All right, get me out of here.
Get, get me coo, out coo, of this coo, space. Coo, 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 coo. <laughs> Last week was big for many reasons. We had a coup. But the coup of that was that we also had a little bit of a fan challenge. And I think this is the chaser that I need to lift my spirits. Keith, take it the fuck away. <laughs> Let me bathe your sweet bodies yeah. away from the poison, toxic communities and bring you some beautiful images of Miles as a centurb. It's that time, baby. One person wrote centurb, and I'm like, that's the best combination <laughs> I've seen, uh, especially yeah. because it's so it's specific to Miles. Yes, of course. Oh, yeah. A centurb is, of course, a centaur, but instead of the bottom half being a horse, the bottom half is a bathtub. Yeah. Because Miles is so... Uh, even self-proclaimed, yeah. always in a bathtub. And yes. when you're in a bathtub, your upper half is typically sticking out and your lower half becomes the tub. So I issued a fan challenge to create some art of Miles as a centurb. Yeah. And they delivered. We got about nine. Uh, I, well, there's probably more, but I saw nine entries that really stuck out to me. And I've tried to also nine get their finalists. handles. The nine, nine finalists. finalists. Uh, there's it like- might, might, might also be... Nine competitors, but yeah. nine finalists. Sure, nine fi- we, everyone's a winner. And I'll say, I, I just want to say, I'm incredibly impressed with the skill, the talent, the dedication out there. I feel like this really, um, it, it honors the bath legacy. It honors the bath sort of medium. And uh, I, I, it really it means a lot to, uh, to sort of spread bath time to everybody. Eugene yeah. did, by the way, Right before this podcast, he could not be available today for the podcast, but he did text, please don't talk about baths on the podcast. And um, <laughs> uh, sorry to Eugene, but, uh, you know, the heart wants what it wants. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> okay so, so I'm, I'm going, to. going to. This is also, so some of, there's other names too. This was the Bath Tar Miles. Uh, this was the first one I got. It's very cute. It's also honoring the engagement. It's just a very sweet one. Right, well, it's, it's it's Miles wearing the original squad t-shirt design. He says, she said yes. Uh, and I like this one. He is facing away from the innards of the tub, which makes sense. There's also a plane in the bathtub. I don't really understand why. Throw it again. There's a plane. <clears throat> There's a plane in the very back. back. A plane. I like this one. It's, oh, a, nice, it's a, a simple pen drawing. And I mean, not to say simple in a way that it is not exquisite. Miles, I could I could picture you uh, getting this one tattooed. You know, it's that, you, it's that yeah. kind of style. Oh, that would Your be a good face. tattoo. Yeah. Well, he looks like a marionette doll in that. Am I wrong? Yeah, I, I think you're right. He looks he's very cartoonish. He does have some strong uh-huh. lines. The marionette is actually, I think, just a line tracing of the beard. I want to say that I don't think this one counts, but I think it's honorable mention because it's not a centaur, but it is uh, stylish and cool. So let's show it off. He's sort of wearing the tub as wow. a toga. And wow. the water, it's beautiful. It's very artistic. I think it's a great prom dress design for Miles. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's, I believe, from Galaxy Sunna. I can tell you if that's true. It is uh, this one. Yes, it's from Caroline Sunna. Sunna. Huge shout out. Huge shout out. I like that one is, is Miles in the bath, but make it fashion. So she, she said, went a different route with the Miles and Turb combi here. Uh, but if she says it was still counts, uh, I don't think it does. Um, but I appreciate the art all the same. Now, here's one that came in, and this was the first one to make it on our own text threads because of how disturbing it was. This one's pretty intense. Uh, Love this Miles one. Oh, my God. Is, Miles is not just the tub, but he is the plumbing of the tub, uh, and he is vomiting rats into the water. Now, I believe this is sort of a and I'm this is probably somebody who watches the Twitch stream because the whole thing about that is they call me rat. That's something they call me. They call, call you rat. They, unprompted, yeah, they sort of like I'll log on and they'll all put rat over and over in the te- it's sort of a derogatory way to refer to me, yeah. Yeah, we should unpackage that some other time. <laughs> Frankie Jackson. Frankie Jackson. Want to make sure the credits out there. Shout out. And when you say that his body's the plumbing, his neck is like a, a a hose. It's terrifying. So yeah, his arms and his two of his feet are the claw feet, but also the normal claw feet are there as well. And his feet are sort Ate of it. pointed in an impossible way. Sort of the jigsaw killer meets ratatouille. It's very robot to me, uh, yeah. so I like it. You know, that and one makes then, me deeply uncomfortable. Uh, this is a very classical 
I think a really good classical rendition. Uh, Miles is beefy. He also looks like an elf, and he has a lightsaber. A lot going on in this. I one. Like this one, yeah. It's realism. Oh shit, dude, you're you're hot. You packed on some lbs like a shredded Timothy Chalamet over there. Fuck. This fuck. would be if I packed on twenty lbs of uh, muscle. This is probably what I'd look like. Maybe more than twenty. Twenty. 40. Try forty, bro. My God, and that horse bottom is also hot. It's a horse tub. Now, I got to say that this one must be a more of a Photoshop and art combo because some of the things are so hyper-realistic. Now, if if Too uh, Taylor <laughs> to not be. Uh, if <laughs> if Taylor uh, did do this one entirely from scratch, oh my gosh, and then they, it would probably be the winner. But I think there is some Photoshopping and I still think that is legitimate art. Uh, don't confuse it. Uh, now, here's a very simple, this is a little more, this, I like this, you know, it's, it's artistic, it's a doodle, it's perhaps a, a grade school or a high school drawing you would do in your notes. Uh, simple, specific, it's not really a centaur, there's only two feet, um, it's more that you're just in the tub and you've crashed your feet Flintstone t- uh, style through the bottom. Yeah, Fred Flintstone style, for sure. <laughs> but... but- let me show you this one. This one belongs. This. How many more are there? <laughs> this, this is by the way. If you're just listening, this is a weird experience. But but you've got to <laughs> you've got to just pause it and load it up on YouTube because you got to see this one. This one I would watch this cartoon in a heartbeat. Oh Look yeah, incredible. Look at this. Incredible. The tub is rearing up like a horse. He's got a giant <laughs> loofah on a stick. He's got this tuft of hair in his chest. <laughs> That is beautiful. He's also ripped to the nines. Uh, his water yeah. splashing out the back. Uh-huh. It's really good. That one was by. That one was by Lauren Stump. You. He looks like King Triton in that one. Like he's really. Yeah, he's and- got like the Aquaman staff. I. I need to say. I. For those who only listen to the podcast and don't watch, I'm disturbed by how many of you think that Miles is positively shredded yeah i i will say i think that that's a great addition to the drawing i don't think we even included that but i am ripped in all of the this is not something we talked about but i appreciate it you are hot the last three the last three i think are more accurate and i'm gonna save my favorite for last uh but i'm gonna work my way uh so this one, I like this one. I like what's going on. It seems like you're sad. You're oh, sort of like... Rudy. Oh, yeah. It's sensual. And Cornady's commented that this one's too sensual. Yeah, uh, I, I still... I stand by that. I, it's making me feel things. I, I like it because Ooh. it's the most realistic. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, no, I've become a tub. <laughs> you know, you're not really... You're, like, unsure. Right. But he's posing like the Dixie Chicks on the cover of Entertainment Weekly when they were all tattooed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, this one is a good Nickelodeon cartoon. Very sassy. This one also made it into our own texting threads. This one's se- like oh, snotty, yeah. steamy. This, this one's... Yeah, I like the feet on the tub. There's something about the feet on the tub makes it look like he'll, he'll just run after you in a sort of with sort of a waddle. Uh, I think you look like a cool YouTuber, you know? My hair is I incredible. Like, of the ones that I've seen, this one makes me the happiest because of the the character, as as opposed to a shredded, sexy bath daddy, which makes me uncomfortable. I get puck vibes from this one. Uh, yeah, from like Ooh, a Miss yeah. He's like a little little yeah. naughty minx. He's a little mischievous boy. This one was by Mix Spiky. I don't want anyone to miss the credit here. The other one was from. Mijapoki, M-E-I-J-A-P-O-K-I. I don't. I don't okay, know we're now at the final, way. the final turb, senaturb. The final one, which I love the most, and this doesn't have any color. It is a pencil drawing on paper with incredible shading. I think it's very, very good. It has a flag that says "Internet Darling." It has a beautiful lower back nape of Miles exposed. The water is splashing out of the tub to create oh the God. tail, and the legs oh are very similar to the dead horses in Harry Potter legs. Uh, it's spooky, it's sensual, it's majestic, it's this. Oh my God, that wow. is incredible. It looks like Hayao Miyazaki, like Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, the legs are so real. Uh, you're so regal. The internet darling flag. Look at the how the water tail is. Look at that. Yeah. Wow. Now, this submission did come in Sunday night, just barely making the cutoff. 
Uh, <laughs> it was, of course, from VFAM, uh, which is actually V-I-P-H-A-M. And what's great is that handle is uh, Unicorny V. So already a great, you know, understanding of mythological beasts. All of these are, are great, but my three favorites are this one, this one with the beautiful <laughs> animation cartoon. Uh, yeah. This one, obviously, this one, I just showed this you. This one and this one, <laughs> and the sassy one. This one, this one, and this one. And I'll say, I'll, I will, I love these so much. I will put some of these on Instagram because <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. fucking yeah. incredible with like credits and stuff to the people because I am blown away and honored, and I've never been more seen by art. And I'm gonna go retweet one right now. Wow, as you promised. That's the goal, and I'm gonna retweet. The last one that I showed, it is my personal favorite. I think there are many great ones, but the, the, the artistic abilities of this pencil on paper to capture so much, it's going in the retweet. Quote tweet, this is my favorite <laughs> centurb. Oh my God, that's so funny. Now, uh, that as an audio experience, that was either one of the greatest things <laughs> we've ever done or a very confusing 10 minutes. But let me tell you guys, if look, if you're listening out there and you haven't subscribed yet, we need to raise money for Miles to get this surgery. It's not going to be cheap, but we're going to turn that boy into a turb. So why don't you take a little moment, make sure you're subscribed. We appreciate it. Is a Try Guys video called the Try Guys Pack on LBs? Uh, is that is that is there merit to that? Like, yeah, Zach gets really ripped, uh, and then like maybe really is sort of bolded. So you, uh, no, but, um, but I have thought of a video like I added twenty pounds of muscle, or I added ten pounds of muscle. I think any because for me, and look, like there is the vanity version of that, which I know you all about miles. But for me, I really am suffering from chronic pain, and I am trying to. I'm in the process. I'm not ready to talk about it because I'm not emotionally like I don't know the answers yet and I can't really go to doctors because of COVID uh but like my body just doesn't hold on to weight I know that I took a blood test years ago and I then ignored it because I was broken now I'm not so I should fix it uh I I need to add pounds and add muscle to my body for my health and I do think that would be a good video I was I was talking to Eugene's partner Matt about it because I was like, "Hey, how am I supposed to get muscles? How how I'm I'm over here doing pushies, and he's strong." And I'm like, "How you do it?" He's like, "Well, it's actually like you have to eat so much protein." I'm like, "How much protein are we talking?" And he's like, he mentioned a bunch. So then I did the math of how many eggs I would have to eat a day, and it was something like <laughs> thirty one. <laughs> If I just used eggs as my protein, because I was like, well, I eat eggs every morning uh, after I work out. Is that good? And he's like, well, you just need a certain amount of protein. And I don't think I could eat 31 eggs. But I get why people are what drinking is that the number? whey protein. It's like 20. We're hitting the, We're playing the hits today, by the way. Eggs, baths, and, and political <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> This podcast is not very varied in its topics. <laughs> I hope you like eggs. I hope you like dubs. That's my, and I hope you are upset about governmental uh, actions. No way. This says this Google search says a common recommendation for gaining muscle is one gram of protein per pound. What? That's, That's right. A That's lot. what it was. So you're, Wait, you're you have to eat like a hundred and eighty. I have to eat a hundred and ninety grams of protein. <laughs> That's what, easier for me then though. I can I can maybe hit it. I I just like. I'm want I want to be a little stronger, but I don't want to drink a whey protein shake. They're gross. I drink a protein powder shake every morning, and I thought that was a lot. It's like 20 grams of protein, but that's clearly I'm barely on my way. That's fucked. Fuck. Would chicken is chicken an easier way to get that protein if you do chicken over egg? Because that 31 eggs is like three boxes <laughs> of eggs what are you gonna boil them and then just fucking eat egg salad that's so much eggs okay a cup of pro of chicken chopped or diced by the way is 38 grams of protein okay by the way everyone so, please no one take advice from this podcast on actually how to gain muscle we do not know so we're using eight, eight to nine cups of chicken <laughs> jesus that's so much <laughs> no it's more like six it's more like six cups of chicken but so like if you diced eggs in <coughs> boiled eggs and you did like a cup of egg. The eggs are so way lower, Miles. The chicken is the way to go, I think. If I, I should make five to six cups of chicken. 
<laughs> have a cup of chicken on the go. Uh, I do like chicken. I think I the actual way to do tonight. it. Oh, yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to grill it. I'm going to grill it. We're going to try to make kebabs. Oh, let me tell you. Miles, did, did, did Maggie talk about our Vitamix on, on the other podcasts? No, she didn't, but I couldn't be more interested. (laughs) Guys, we got a Vitamix, and like we fucking, let me tell you, my little Christmas gift to myself is I went for it. Because I make a smoothie every single morning. It is the highlight of my day, and my old smoothie machine was getting funky. (laughs) It was bad. Mm -hmm. So I upgraded to the best of the best. And it. let me tell you, it has a self-cleaning function. That's how... This is a free ad, but yo, Vitamix, if you're listening, hit me the fuck up. So I've been making my smoothies, but we've been making I want soups. six more. <laughs> I would love, I want to, I want a Vitamix for every room. <laughs> but yeah, we've, it's like been making her very excited to, to make new recipes. And we are making, it's soup city over here, my dudes. It, we're living life and I'm jamming. Bro, you, if you're doing the soup biz, then you gotta you gotta do what Becky did and get an immersion blender. Right. Yeah, and that's, that's how that's also how hot sauces get made. Like my hot sauce is made uh, by we Claire have that with an immersion blender. Yeah, that's, yeah, we got that that's too. The good, shit. it's cool. Yeah, I mean, we basically it's just cool. like revitalized our kitchen because we we've accepted 310 days into uh, quarantine that we're actually in quarantine, uh, yeah, yeah, and so we got just, a little yeah. fun gadgets. It's exciting. Cool. Are you making like uh, nut milk when my camera died? Are you making nut milk with sort of regular stuff in your Vitamix? Isn't that the whole point? Is that you can like pulverize stuff? Yeah. How dare you call me that? Uh, yes, we are making nut milk. Yeah, that sounds cool. I saw a thing on TikTok that was like, why are you buying oat milk? Just buy oats and make milk. And it felt like too much work. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, just because <laughs> you is. can do something doesn't mean it's a better way to do it. Like, I, I get it. You can. You can. You can also learn how to butcher a pig and only buy a <laughs> pig from a farm. And But you can. I don't think you should. It's not economical for most. <laughs> I remember when I was growing up, a friend of mine's dad got a cow, and they were like, "Well, they like or there was like a site where you could order a cow parts, and then they got a second free <laughs> a second freezer, and they just kept like the whole cow throughout the year parts of the cow in the freezer, and he'd be like, "Oh, they bought okay, they bought a disassembled cow, right? They didn't buy a very live different cow. than buying a cow." <laughs> no, no, no. Also, not what I was picturing. I'm like, you put the whole cow in the freezer. Also, like, I started out by buying cow parts. I'm like, like a tire, like a, like, like a, like a new engine for the the cow. You know, I this is just a tangent. We don't need to stick on it. But I would like to work in a butchery at some point. A butcher shop. A butchery. I, you mean for a video or just for like shits and gigs? Just like it's just your retirement plan. I mean, I would probably make it a video, right? Because that's how life works. But I, I, you know, I just personally would like to to break down a big mammal. I think it would help me understand things about it. Uh, yep. I think it would, you know, uh, I, I do. I want to kill the big mammal? No, unless I was like, unless you know, shit really falls apart and we're, you know, we all infrastructure and society is gone and we have to start hunting Then obviously, yes, I'll do that. But I just kind of want to know how to, how to puzzle, how a cow goes together. It's a puzzle. I so I got a brisket in the freezer. I, and I, here's the thing. It's going to take three days to thaw that motherfucker. And then it's going to take 18 hours to cook it. And I, I, how am I going to do it? Because I got to cook it on a grill and I can't like tend to it for 18 hours. I mean, I could, uh, but I don't want to leave it alone either. I want to catch fire. The other day I was grilling outside my, my, my grill and I had a paper towel, set of paper towels. Now, paper towels, they were like three feet away from the stovetop burner that's outside, right? I went inside for 30 seconds. I come back outside, the whole roll of paper towels <laughs> is ablaze, is on fire. It's That's really thrilling. on fire. And luckily we have an outside sink. So I was just like, grab a stick and knock it into the <laughs> sink and then put the, the water on. And I only instructed someone else to do that because they were in my way freaking out. It was uh, it was my um, uh, sister-in-law, Liz, 
she and my brother were here for like a whole month. Uh, they came and they quarantined for a week and then we hung out. Uh, but she was just like, what do I do? And I was like, just knock it into the sink, <laughs> which is a lot easier to say than do. It's a whole paper towel roll completely on fire. <laughs> And then I had not gonna sink, and then all my then I wasted a whole roll of paper towels, and it was all wet. So, but at the end of the night, when I was cleaning out the grill, I tore all the outside charred paper towels off, and I used the sopping wet inner towels to clean everything down. No waste, you know. No waste. waste not want not. And uh, moral of the story, though, is that you can't just walk away from fire in California, especially. Uh, it'll find the paper product and it will light it ablaze. It was also a little windy that day, so uh, it was just surprising. Come outside and just see a big old roll of paper towels on fire, and it was brand new roll too. I hadn't even I hadn't even opened it. You didn't even do that thing where like the the first paper towel that's kind of just gently glued, you get to peel it off. Oh, that's correct. Fine. It, it didn't even do that. I had barely Fired just begun it. to live. I know. And we and we don't buy a lot of paper towels here. We try not to use paper towels, so losing a whole roll in one go is devastating to me as someone who likes paper towels. We try to use rags for the most part. You know, I learned something very cool today. Huh? I think for I think a long cool time, cool we've wondered, you know, what would this podcast be like with just Zach and Keith? And the answer is exactly the fucking same <laughs> i think yeah. that i'm learning that you and i are the drivers of our and miles the drivers of our bathtub egg uh uh forward thrust of this show so i don't know whether to be proud or horrified in this moment <laughs> yeah i don't know it, hey here's something we don't always talk about it's gonna be really hot this weekend in California, I know the rest of you are listening all over the world where where maybe it's winter and it's snowing, but it's going to be 84 degrees on Saturday. Whoa, that's, that's hot. Weird. That's It's weird. incorrect. It is supposed to be typically January as it's in the mid-50s and it's raining all the time. Uh, it is not. It's going to be bright, sunny, hot all weekend. Not a cloud in sight. I'm stoked because my... My, my achy joints have been a mess with all this cold weather, but that also means that when it inevitably crashes down again, I am going to feel like garbage. Uh, but that's nice. Got some sunshine to look it's forward gonna, to. Oh, uh, update is going to be 88 degrees on Whoa. Friday. Are you Whoa. one of those guys that checks the weather, Keith? And, like, you, like, look ahead <laughs> to see, like, oh, what, what do we got this weekend? Yeah, I love to know. I like to know. Well, I like to know what temperature is going to be during the day. And then uh-huh. my app, the weather app, only I have it. It tells me <laughs> what's going to happen for the next 10 days. And now you can't trust days six beyond, but you no, can no, mostly no. trust the next five. Most, mostly. Definitely the next two, it's going to be spot on. Uh, but I love knowing. It also tells me how bad the air quality is here. It's, yep. it's never good, but it's sometimes <laughs> less bad. And I like to know if it's going to be in the 70s in the day, because then I could take some of my meetings outside. And I, Ooh, or if I know, maybe you. I need to bring a hoodie along with me because it's going to get cold before I get so home. Sensible. So I'll throw a hoodie in the car. I'm very, I'm always thinking about what's next. I kind of thought that was the, the unofficial agreement of moving to L.A. between me and the land is that I would never have to check the weather ever again. All right, that's the promise. You hear like, oh, you moved to L.A., sunshine and celebrities yeah. every day and everyone's doing cocaine all the time and it's free. <laughs> that was what I was promised. Yeah, I, I mean, who knows? I don't know how many people. Uh, what, what, what has the pandemic done to the drug cartel? Is anyone thinking about, I think about this all the time? I think about this all the time. Okay, here's my theory. <laughs> I think that weed dealers, well, they're hurting for other reasons because now, you know, rich, rich whiteies are coming in and legalizing it yeah. and making all the money and still being like, oh, yeah. but you guys got to stay in prison. That's a whole conversation. Yeah, but we're that's having all, that's fun all here. Up thing. I think that psychedelics are doing pretty good, right? People having their, sh- their, their their little brain trips i think they're doing that Mm -hmm. i think the really fucked up hard ones are also doing good like we got an opioid epidemic probably probably heroin shit like that probably probably people are turning to that in a in a sad way but i think your party ones like the the cocaine and and the ecstasy i bet you they're hurting right now (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Like who's doing who's doing ecstasy and being like living room? <laughs> You're not going Probably anywhere. Not you can't do a party drug. You can't. No. Shout out to all of our uh, under twenty one listeners. Just hanging out, talking about drugs. Well, we're talking about the industry. I like that I'm talking about <laughs> drugs as if once you're over 21, it's legal. Yeah, you're still not allowed. Drugs. You're still <laughs> not well, allowed to do well, that. But, but here's the thing. Things are changing, you know, like Oregon uh, decriminalized like all uh, pretty much everything and also uh, legalized uh, mushrooms, right? Specifically. I think so. Yeah. Uh, we should have Eugene do a ranking of illicit drugs. I don't think we should do that. I do not. Do not. Uh, Eugene has a real uh, I'll prove to you I can do things mentality. And I don't need him to prove that to me. Is he, <laughs> is, is he sampling each one as they go? He's I, just so I, I didn't think up. through that part of it. So that that's probably it's, a mistake. I think it'd be too much. Up next, uh, horse tranquilizers. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just have a couple minutes here. We, we were planning on doing this whole best friend test. Miles, do you want to do a BFF test lightning round? Or should we? Yeah, let's do uh, Guys, Zach and Keith have been best friends for a while. Oh. And uh, I pulled up here 40 questions to ask your BFF to find out how well you knew each other. So you can take the definitive best friendo test. And see how well you're matched. I, maybe we'll alternate questions. Uh, and we'll go as fast as possible top of the dome. This is exciting. Keith and I did 20 questions to fall in love back in the day. I feel like that really cemented our relationship. So mm-hmm. perhaps this will help us take it to the next levy. All right. This is from HelloGiggles.com. <clears throat> <laughs> go ahead. Okay. Uh, Keith, what is Zach most afraid of? Uh, he's afraid of fish. Uh, things you can't see in the water. Zach, uh, where can you always find Keith? Uh, Kitchen. (laughs) Keith, what's Zach's greatest accomplishment? Uh, He should have been on a 30 under 30 list, but you have to apparently nominate yourself as none of us knew that, and he should have been. (laughs) He's definitely more qualified than most people have been on it, but that's not an accomplishment, but I think it is. Uh, Nice. Uh, Zach, where would Keith go on vacation? Oh, uh, uh, honestly, uh, he hasn't traveled much, so anywhere he'll go, he'll be like, wow, this is different. That's <laughs> he true. He wants to go to Japan. Yeah, Japan. Becky wants, be to, he wants to go to Japan. Becky wants to go to Europe. That's cool. Uh, Keith, Zach's perfect day. Describe it. Uh, he wake up and all his chronic conditions would be gone. <laughs> <laughs> I just fucking eat a bunch of cheesecake and do high impact exercise. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Um, uh, Zach, who would Keith invite to his fantasy dinner party? Fantasy dinner party. All right. At the head of the table, you got none other than Colonel Sanders. I'm talking the Mario Lopez version, a hottie Hot. motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> on the side, you've got Weird Al Yankovic, and he's also playing some music as everyone goes to his side. Natalie Portman. And what's this? Becky said, it's cool it's tonight. Cool tonight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> rounding out the posse. Uh, I'm there because we're best friends. Yeah. Wow. What an orgy that would be. A yeah, good group. <laughs> <laughs> Any orgy with Weird Al is a good time. Uh, Keith, what is Zach's uh, biggest fashion decision mistake? Uh, 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 mm, so uh, uh, well, he wears a lot of uh, copywritten images on his T-shirts that eventually will try to sell a library of media to someone, and it's going to create a labor of pain for an editor to blur them all. That's a really good point. Uh, all right. Zach, which game or reality show would I do best on? Which game or reality show? Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know that. I know. I, I think Keith thinks and knows that he would do really well on Survivor. He used to watch a lot of it. We were on a podcast together once where he talked about how he would bring a shovel as his one item and had a lot of good reasons. And also, he's so good at making friends. So yeah, no one would vote Keith out. Keith is going to win Survivor. Uh, Keith, uh, what, is there a smell that reminds you of Zach? Uh, candles. <laughs> what kind of candles? Just- I don't know. Uh, green tea candle. Green tea candle. Matcha I don't candle. really have a scent. No. 
Uh, Zach doesn't really have BO at all. He doesn't. Uh, the only scent he might have would be the tea that he's carrying. Okay, Miles, how did we do? Did, how did we score? Are we best score, friends? Best friend? All right, I'm looking right now, and it Tabulate. looks. What does Hello Giggles say? Hello Giggles says you guys are freaking best friends. Wow. How, you win you 30 eggs. Each of us just write down the answers to the questions and we see how many we got right, like a dating game. Yeah, I guess you're yeah, supposed probably. to do it that way. Honestly, there was no there, <laughs> there was no conclusion. It was just a list of questions. <laughs> but uh, I appreciate that. And I think that we can definitively say you guys are bestos. Wow. Love it. That's exciting. Well, if you buy well, well, maybe you well, 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 maybe you got yourself a best friend, and you're looking for something uh, to do with them, and you got no direction, and just generally you need some advice just for something else specific, but you don't know what. Well, guess who does know what you need advice on? It's our own podcast gremlin, the Centurb himself, Miles Bonsignore, with advice that'll go for that long. It's advice that'll go for miles. Tune it to your radio station. It's advice that'll go for miles. Everyone get ready. Miles Nation. Miles Nation. Miles Nation. It's advice that'll go for miles. Oh, it's still going. Advice that'll go for miles. What's up, Miles Nation? How's everybody doing out there in the quarantine? Barely hanging on. <laughs> Have you ever wanted to free the nipple in the comfort of your own kitchen? <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Have you ever wanted an udder <laughs> made out of oils? Is this going to be like fry, pan fried chicken, maybe? Chicken breast? Nipple. That's a nipple. It's going to be like, don't use cow based. Use coconut oil to cook. Sometimes cook. all you need to make your day better is a little squeeze. Okay. Squeeze. I, I, I'm, squeeze. I'm perplexed. I don't know where we're going. And the I'm nipple pissed. oil would be butter. Honka, honka. Make sure to get. A squeezy bottle for your oils. Oh. I ordered these on Amazon and I haven't received them, so TBD on if this works. But chefs <laughs> believe a bottle of oil with a cap, more like a bottle of oil with some crap. Because if you want oil on your pan in less than a second, you're going to want to squeeze. Okay, I think this is generally a good idea for a commercial kitchen uh, where you don't have the time to... <laughs> do it, we don't have the time. Uh, I, But I, you know what? The thing I do agree with is that when you're pouring out, I buy like a big thing of olive oil. Same. Right? Right? The yeah. Giant things. It's very hard to pour out the exact amount of oil you want to pour out, whether it's too little or too much. And no matter what, you're going to get oil on the rim of it and then you're going to close it. And now there's oil on the outside of the bottle and now your hands are all oily. So I do see why having a squeeze bottle would be good to get a certain amount of oil out. But does the squeeze bottle still have a tiny little cap on top? Now I'll say that there are types of squeeze bottles that do have a tiny little cap. So that's dealer's choice. For me, I mean, you might as well consider my my kitchen a commercial kitchen because I'm squeezing my oil everywhere. And I, think, <laughs> I'll say that I think that having the little cat, little pink, that is a good idea. But I find with canola oil and olive oil, between that, I'm drowning in oil over here. And the bottles are... <laughs> between the two... <laughs> well, I try, if you put, try to put coconut oil in a squeezy bottle, you're going to have a bad time because it's going to yeah. solid up. But I think that it's a little more accurate and it also gets you that you're able to be like, and it kind of gets on the you know pan in a nice way. Squeeze is fun. Everyone agrees. 
I'm afraid to comment here. I've gotten in trouble with Big Oil before. I'm still <laughs> from, it, from it. But I have concerns about the oil not being capped over a long period of time. Because, like, I don't know how much oil you're going through in a... Like, are you going through, like, a big fucking bottle every couple... Like, a month? I don't know. How fucking... Well, how but fucking think about it this way. Again, Zach, and I know that you're sort of... You know, you want to talk... You don't want to talk <laughs> out of school because big, big, big Oil has sort of come for you in the past. But... Theoretically, oil actually isn't rancid, doesn't go rancid. And I think that the air hole, I guess if you have that little cap, then you're not worried about oxidizing the oil. But again, big oil, don't come after us. I feel like you have to put caps on your oil thing. So I don't know. So you get a little binky. I think it would be nice to have a little thing. Why don't you do the, uh, the fancy glass olive oil pourer? That's also a good option. That's also cool, but then you don't get that squeeze. But I do. Think- I, I, I get the squeeze. But I, I, do you work in a diner? Are you like trying to make hash browns by by the the twenty serving? Like, what do you need the squeeze? It's well, he's probably he's doing an at home hibachi grill, so he wants to make little volcanoes go. <laughs> yeah, Sarah go. makes me sort of do a little flippy, you know, hibachi at, style. At biggest, at most, you maybe have an electric griddle that's twenty four inches by. 12 inches like that's the biggest thing i could assume you might own and if you don't have that you just have a 12 inch to 15 inch pan or a wok yeah that's a good point. maybe you have a wok i am rethinking that i ordered squeezy about five squeezy bottles and i'm thinking i probably should i probably should have just ordered ordered sort of a, a glass one with the fancy metal pop stopper okay so you know what you can use them for and because we use this for is that they are really good for doing pancake art so if you want to start becoming a pancake artist having squeezy tubes is actually the best thing for that because it allows you to get those clean lines to get how much pancake batter comes out Probably for batter-oriented stuff, squeezy tubes are a good idea. Yeah. Essential. Um, Essential. I like oil. We have a lot of types of oil in my house. We have avocado, grapeseed, uh, canola. I'm looking back there. I probably got about five oils myself. <laughs> yeah, a lot of oils here, and they're all different. And you know, no matter what, even if they say they got a high smoke point, I always get there. <laughs> it always smokes. <laughs> And Keith, I'd love your input on this because you're sort of the um, oil queen. Yeah. But uh, I saw that you can see you can sear uh, meats with olive oil. It just can't be extra virgin olive oil. So it was like you can cook with olive oil, but for some reason, extra virgin olive oil that has the low smoke point. But olive oil with that's not extra virgin doesn't have a low smoke point. I don't know, but if that's true. It's just something I read. All right, Big Olive Oil, get in here. Big Olive, we need your guidance. It's been too long since we heard from you. I know you're out there. Correct us. Tell us the ways of the oil because there's a lot of olive misinformation and olive oil conspiracy (laughs) theories out there. Set us straight. I need the Dr. Fauci of olive oil to come on here and tell us what's what. I just... All I want in life, you know, I realized my answer for what I would get if I won the lottery. I would go to one of those downtown markets. It's got all the cool foods. And I'd go to the fancy olive oil and balsamic vinegar stand and I'd fucking buy the lot. I'd do it because you go there, you try their shit. and You're like, wow, that's what oil can okay. taste like. And you go and you see how much basically it's a shooter of alcohol sized bottle is. And it's thirty nine dollars. Like, well, that's I can't spend forty dollars on oil. That's not even big enough for a goddamn baguette. So now that's what I do with my money. I would buy all the expensive olive oil and balsamic vinegar. Well, you know, this is our last podcast that you hear before. Uh, hopefully a new president has been sworn in. I mean, yes, he will be, Hell but yeah. who knows what the fuck could happen. Uh, so this is the, the last of that. So, um, we also will probably record that podcast without knowing what happens that day. Uh, cause we record in the morning. Hopefully everything runs smoothly. Hopefully everything is going smoothly in your lives. Uh, let us know what kind of things you want to hear us talk about in 2021. If you aren't interested in eggs, baths, and uprisings, and we'll try to be mindful of that for the next couple episodes. Also, it's not too late to send me pictures of Miles as a centurb. Uh, I enjoy them. They give me a lot of joy. Uh, and you can also draw any of us as any sort of centaur uh, amalgamation. You can make me a chicken. Uh, you could make uh, Zach into a mug of tea. Um, 
All of these things are great ideas. <laughs> I'm just going to brag for a second, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. I got a direct message from none other on Twitter from Sasha Baron Cohen, and it psyched me up so much. So he, much. Uh, what? Uh, right, Miles? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so cool. cool. That's crazy. So, okay, it was someone on his team, and Sasha, if you don't know, is an incredible activist, in addition to being a wonderfully talented comedian and doing making Borat and all that stuff. And so he has been really pushing for years now to hold social platforms accountable uh, for the hate that they foster, uh, especially with anti-Semitism, which is a big deal for him, Holocaust deniers. But really, like, what we are seeing in this moment is the the culmination of social platforms not taking radicalization seriously. And that is Facebook, that is Twitter, and that is also YouTube, the platform that we call a home. Uh, as of recording this, every major platform has banned Trump except for YouTube. Uh, YouTube just last night or today gave him a, a seven-day pause. Um, and they have also, look, to their slight credit, they have purged a lot of videos uh, from their site, Against their credit, they allowed this shit to fester for years. Uh, mm -hmm. It is well documented the ways in which YouTube has allowed for radicalization and white, white supremacist radicalization on their platform. It makes me, uh, uh, frankly, deeply ashamed to call this platform a home. This is a high horse that I'm getting on as after we've wrapped up. So whoops, sorry. <laughs> but if you want more on that, uh, I'll, I'll be posting and retweeting uh, because... I think it's the right thing to do, and I ain't afraid of calling out the hand that feeds, though maybe I should be. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But I, it, I, I don't know what more I can do. I, I've thought about ways in which we can rally our friends together, but I really think that it is uh, moving forward. We need to see YouTube do a lot more and have accountability for the harm that they've already caused. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. thanks for listening, guys. This has been another episode of The Tripod. <laughs> Right, we should get out of here. <laughs> just yeah. cut all that shit, Miles. Just get out, get rid of it. We'll see. We'll see what gets cut. Uh, well, this has been another episode, the Best Bud Edition. And you know what, Miles? You're part of the circle. You're in the Best Bud wow. circle. I'm, I'm, I'm welcoming wow. you in. You're Whoa! in, it, buddy. <laughs> Thanks, Zach. Until next time. Well, all right, not too much. All right, calm down. Keith, hit us with the official trap out theme song. When a man or two men a part of the pain, you're gonna bat a horn and a bat out of hell. It was a bat out of hell. No one can say I'm gonna go out time. No much of the day is gonna be 88 degrees on Friday in Los Angeles. It's the tripod.